Hello, hello, and welcome to The Fruitful Life with Andrea Thompson. This is going to be a little bit different of a podcast today, y'all, because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and I have been in great travail today. Great travail, and I am so blessed when the Lord shares His heart with me, especially when it's grieved but it's practically consuming but I just want more of him and I pray that as you hear this podcast today that you will too I really didn't even want to get on here record and record because I'm in such a precious moment with the Lord right now but he told me to so here I go I don't think we fully understand what our Lord and Savior has done for us. The times that we're living in, y'all, is the last days. I know that we know this. I know that we say this. But do we really know it? Because Jesus Christ told us to wait and to watch and to be sober-minded. And sober-minded isn't just about sin. I mean, praise the Lord for those of us who have come up out of willful practice sin and are being separate unto holiness. Praise the living God. But the devil roams around like a lion seeking in whom he may devour. And you better believe, y'all, that there is things that are seemingly good that God is not in. And if we don't take a pause, If we don't take a moment, if we don't become a people of prayer, of deep prayer, and ask God what he's doing and what he wants, y'all, we will be a part of this great falling away. We are living in the time of the ten virgins, y'all. And they were all waiting. They were all waiting. They all had lamps, y'all. But for those of us who don't know how to get into the secret place, who don't learn how to pray, oh, God, we're going to miss it. We're so going to miss it. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to get before the judgment seat and everything that I did in this life burn up. I want him to say, good, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I feel like I have been in the the throne room today. I feel like Isaiah. Because when you get into the presence of the Lord, in his glory, all you can do is weep. Because we don't get it. We just don't get it. Jesus in the garden. I can't even read from the word Jesus. In the garden, y'all. He asked his disciples to wait and watch because he said, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. And that was Jesus' human side. 
<laughs> he said the spirit was willing, but the flesh is weak. That was his human side. And do we understand that in these last days, as gross darkness covers the earth and lawlessness increases, it's going to get so heavy, it's going to get so weighty, that the only thing that will sustain us is prayer, is the secret place with the Most High God. There's no other way, y'all, because the temptation is going to be to fall asleep. That is the temptation when your heart is overwhelmed to the point of death. Your soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. That is how I feel right now. I feel like I could just be consumed. Because I've been asking myself lately, what are we doing? What are we doing? Even the best of the best Christians, we fall into traps of pride and selfishness. And we call it God. We treat people any kind of way. What we get on platforms and we still pat ourselves on the back. And God is grieved. He's so grieved. And he's saying, where are those who will weep? Where are those who will take a pause and check with me? Oh, we can get so caught up. Even in the signs and the wonders where God is moving. And we can miss it. There's proof of that in the Bible. We can miss it. What's coming to mind is when Jesus, people were searching for Jesus after he had fed them. The multitudes, they were searching him out. They were seeking him. And when they came to him, he said, you seek me out because you want the bread that I fed you. When you should want the bread of life. And that can be representative of us seeking the things. Even the signs and wonders, y'all, is a witness and a testimony to him. He is it. He is the one thing. But in the Garden of Gethsemane, our Lord and Savior, our precious, precious Lord and Savior, bowed on his knees in sweat blood, asking the living God, our Heavenly Father, to let this cup pass from him more than once. If there was any other way to let it pass from him. And he still landed in not my will, but yours be done. How many Christians actually know not my will, but yours be done? How many Christians have willfully suffered to the point where they say not my will, but yours? We claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, but are we following him, y'all? Oh, it's only in death that life can come. And we got too many Christians that have not died. They have not died. It hurts to die. It hurts. It hurts, but we have to do it, y'all. We have to do it. Or we will not endure to the end. 
Oh, forgive me, God. Signs and wonders is not revival. It's an outflow, but it's not revival. More services is not revival. I listened to a YouTube earlier of Leonard Ravenhill. And he was talking about revival. And you could hear, you could hear people screaming in the background. That is revival. When people hit their knees in a place like Isaiah 6, it's, woe is me, woe is me, for I am a man undone before God. Where we say we want nothing else than the all-consuming fire of God. I don't want the services. I don't want the miracles until they are an outflow. I want to die so that Christ can live through me. Oh, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. How many of us know the cross of Christ? Paul said in one of his letters to the church, I think one of which he planted, he he said, I say this to you weeping, that there are those among you that are enemies to the cross. They were in the church. (laughs) When we make light of the cross, guys, we become enemies of it. There is no such thing as lukewarm. There is no such thing as a gray area with the Lord. You know, whenever I get to a place where I'm just like way off, God reminds me, Andrea, how far have you gotten from the cross? I think about and sorry, I'm going to be snotting. Yeah, this is that kind of podcast. I'm going to be snotting in all the things because he deserves it. He deserves it. He said, lo and behold, it is written of me in the volume of your book, a body. You did not burnt, burnt offerings or sacrifice, but a body you have prepared for me. Jesus Christ came out of glory. When he didn't have to, when he took on the yuck of human flesh, of fallen nature, and allowed us to crucify him like a common criminal so that we could spend eternity with him, so that we could be holy as he is holy. And we treat it so lightly like it's not a big deal. We treat this life like it's about us and it's not. It's not. Leonard Ravenhill said this life is the dressing room for eternity. My God, that convicts me. Oh, that convicts me. (laughs) Every time I read in Matthew, Jesus Christ's crucifixion. Oh, it tears me to pieces. This was the Lamb of God. The precious Lamb of God. 
And we we yelled. I know it was the Jewish people, but we might as well have been there. We yelled, crucify him. Like when I think about what that must have sounded like if I was there and I was one of his disciples hearing my sweet and precious Lord Jesus and hearing an entire crowd of people say crucify him. Him being spit and beat ripping off his flesh. crown of thorns put on his head I mean it's only a miracle as badly as he was beaten that he could even carry a cross Jesus and then the worst part when he finally made it up the hill and they laid that cross down and dragged his already beaten body upon it. And I can hear in my spirit the clanking of the nails as they were driven into him. Oh, and then the the creaking of the cross being lifted up ever so slowly and pushed down in a hole. And even the amount of time, y'all, that Jesus hung on that cross. (laughs) Oh, it was a miracle. (laughs) He should have already been dead. (laughs) But he refused to give up the ghost until it was finished. (laughs) It wasn't until it was complete that he said, it is finished. Oh, and we've got to become a people who know this and who follow suit, who allow our precious Lord that went before us to nail, oh, to nail our self-life to the cross, to take the unfair stuff and the suffering that we deal with in this life the rejection, the pain. And we readily forgive because he forgave us and because people know not what they do. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And we have a high priest who sits at the right hand of the Father who intercedes for us because he knows our pain. He knows what we feel when we're rejected. He knows what we feel when we're abandoned, when we're treated unfairly, when we're talked about, when we're misunderstood. He knows. Oh, how he knows. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us, Lord. Oh, I pray that everybody that listens to this, God, would get baptized in anguish baptized in the fear of the Lord, baptized in the fire of God as a revelation of the cross of Christ. And it says, take it all, God, I don't want anything but you. 
I want nothing but you.